Today's Build Your Tribe episode is a really exciting one for me personally. It brought me a lot of joy, and if you followed me on Instagram, then you know that I geeked out over this podcast interview. And by the way, if you're not following me on Instagram, I think you should. Brock11Johnson is my username, and if you like the kinds of content we're posting here on Build Your Tribe, then you would definitely like following me on IG because most of what I do on Instagram is giving tips, tricks, and strategies for Instagram marketing, for marketing in general. And of course, you get to kind of see the behind the scenes of my life. But anyways, that's besides the point. If you do follow me on Instagram, then you probably saw my stories when I was geeking out over the interview that I did with Stephen Miller. He is my Instagram expert. He's my go-to expert. And I'm not ashamed to say that as an Instagram marketer myself, he's someone who I look up to. He's someone who I learn a lot from. I think as entrepreneurs, as business owners, as content producers, we need to keep in mind that we aren't the end-all, be-all expert. We aren't God. We don't know everything ever. There's always more to learn. And to really grow and be a successful business owner, I think you have to constantly humble yourself and realize that whether someone is younger than you, older than you, no matter what they do, if it's man, female, if it's different race, different ethnicity, if they have different background, whatever, you could still learn something from them. And also, I think that you need to constantly, not just that you could, but you need to constantly be learning from other experts, even if they are experts in your field, even if you might think they are quote unquote competitors, you need to be learning from them. You need to be networking with them. You need to be building relationships with them. And so that's why I'm so excited, so honored, and so humbled to have Steven on the podcast today. He is someone who I've been following for a few months, who I've shared about before a few times on my social media as my favorite Instagram expert. I consider myself an expert in Instagram marketing, and Steven is my go-to guy. He is where I get a lot of my ideas from. He's where, you know, if I ever think something new, I'll see what he thinks about it. And, you know, as you'll hear in this episode today, we're in alignment on most things, but I think that as an entrepreneur, it's not our job to have all the answers, but rather to ask all the questions. And so with that, I am really, really excited to have Stephen Miller, my personal favorite Instagram marketer, onto the show. Stephen, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Brock. Glad to join. You know, super excited to be on this. So, so, so excited to have you here. I just posted on my Instagram stories, you are my favorite Instagram expert. Like, you know, I follow a lot of Instagram marketers. I'm one myself, but you're my go-to guy. Like you're my favorite. So really excited to have you here. That's huge. Appreciate that. Yeah, of course. For those of our audience, our listeners who don't know you, can you share a little bit of your story, how long you've had your account and kind of how you've grown it to where you're at today? So I started this last May, 2019. I built up over a hundred thousand followers now, and a lot of it is predicated off content, creating content. So instead of posting selfies, all that stuff, but it started mainly in the UX UI space as I, I'm a front end developer designer right now, and that's my full-time gig. So I thought I would just start sharing content that would be relevant to you know my work because it was something I was passionate about. And slowly I started drifting back to my roots about you know marketing and design and getting into social media. And I really just found a pocket of you know passion that I really like to play in. So I started sharing more of the, the Instagram stuff, more of you know the engagement stuff, how to grow your audience, and it really took off. Awesome, that's really cool. So your niche and kind of like you said, your pocket that you found 
Do you have any tips for how someone else might find their own niche on Instagram? And is that even important? Oh, it's super important. I think today's Instagram is much different than 2014, 2015. And you have to be dialed into your niche and you know who you want to speak to and find that ideal customer. Otherwise, it's way too busy. There's way too much noise out there. So you really got to get dialed in. And one of the exercises that I like to do is to go through and sort of list out all of your passions. It's the Ikigai format. And I know Jay Shetty talks about this a lot, but you go through one of those passion sheets and you really find what you like to share and what you're passionate about. And then also pair that with what the audience and what Instagram is looking for. And if you can mirror those two and and match those two together, you'll set yourself up for success. Mm -hmm. I love that. I know you said that you avoided the kind of like just posting selfies and just like random things from your life. You do, would you say, is it pretty much 100% serving and teaching and knowledge sharing on your Instagram? I've started to drift a little bit into more behind the scenes stuff and more backstory because I wanted to build up that personal brand a little bit, but it was very heavy in the beginning on educational content and just how to's. But yeah, it's, there's a lot of that in there for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What metric do you think matters most? Is it likes? Is it comments? Save, shares? What matters? So I think what's going to grow your account fastest is profile views. If you can get people clicking into your profile and diving into either your freebie or your guide and your link in bio, that's really going to drive your profile views. And I know another thing that's huge lately is obviously Instagram released reels and Mm -hmm. they're pushing a ton of engagement that way to try to steal some of that hype from TikTok, right? So if you can, if you have reels available, definitely jump into that. Awesome. Yeah, no, I love the transition into reels and I I love the new added feature on Instagram. But what if I'm a listener and I don't dance? Can I still use Reels? Oh, 100%. I think a lot of my Reels lately have been educational. And there's a nice way to teach in 15 seconds where a simple one to do is you could do a top three list, like your three favorite tools for writing captions or you know your three sites to go get the best photos. There's very simple ways to do educational stuff in 15 seconds. Mm-hmm reels and then repost onto TikTok or do you create on TikTok and then repost to reels? What's your process there? So I think the main flow that I do is I create everything in Instagram. I try to do everything as much as I can on the phone. So Instagram doesn't watermark your videos and it forces you into that 15 second time limit where I know if you're in TikTok, you can choose the 60 second format and it doesn't really translate well over to reels yet. So do everything in Instagram keep yourself to that 15 seconds and it won't watermark the videos. And then you could just repost that on TikTok. And it's actually pretty cool because you can compare the engagements, the engagement if you do it at the same time. Yeah, that's awesome. I know you did a study about that the other day. You posted on your Instagram. So then would you say that still posting on TikTok as of right now is still something that you would recommend for someone, you know, if you're creating a reel to also just repost it on TikTok? Oh, 100%. I think there's a lot of noise in this industry about TikTok and, you know, perhaps it might get banned, all that stuff. But I mean, use the channel while you can. The, the engagement is still through the roof. And I know when I did my, you know, dual posting, I posted on Instagram Reels and TikTok at the same time to just kind of get the metrics this past weekend. And mm-hmm. TikTok still crushes Instagram engagement. But on the whole, Instagram is pushing Reels on its own platform. So it's performing better than some of the other posts. Got it. A little bit of a transition here. If someone's really trying to you know, grow their business or grow their personal brand on Instagram, how long should they expect? Like how many months or years, or is it just a few days or weeks? How long should someone expect 
to have to be consistent for until they can find some sort of success on Instagram. So by default, I've seen people blow up and sort of get 10,000 followers in a month just by, you know, going viral, right? Mm -hmm. It's very rare. I try to teach people to be consistent for 30 days or 60 days because it's not so much, you know, a metric you need to hit, but it helps you develop better habits of posting, creating, showing up. And I think that's really where the main benefits are. But as a general rule, show up for 30 days straight, then reassess. Because Instagram rewards sort of the consistency of showing up because the metric that they value is the time on platform. And I think when you look at it that way, the more you're on the platform, the more you're contributing to the community, the more you're keeping other users engaged, Instagram is going to promote you internally and with their algorithm Mm -hmm. to sort of pump you up. Couldn't agree more. What do you think is the biggest mistake that you see people making or like just some common mistakes that people make on IG? Going for the sale right away. So Mm -hmm. a lot of the times with Instagram, you know, everybody's pretty aware that you can use it as a business tool, sure. But the people who are inauthentic, who just make a couple posts and then immediately try to DM and get sales, they sort of get turned away right away. The people who have a lot of success have built and nurtured relationships. They find sort of their 10 favorite creators in their niche, and they sort of gravitate towards those people, right? And I sort of look at it, I'm a big sports guy. So Tom Brady, right? If you're a rookie quarterback coming in trying to replace Tom Brady, you know, you're not going to do it day one. You're going to have to befriend him, learn all his habits, learn how he does it, learn the ins and outs and sort of make a relationship there. And that's how you become trusted in this space. Got it. I love that. Do you need to be posting every single day on your feed? Do you need to be posting multiple times a day or less than once a day? What's your thoughts around that? Posting on your feed? No, I'm probably down to about three times a week. Mm. In the beginning, I posted every single day because I needed to build my authority up and build my education in the space up. So when people go to your profile, they have something to look at and understand who you are. After time goes by, I've dropped that down to about three times a week. But I will say you have to be on stories every single day and you have to be showing up for your audience on stories. And that's one of the easiest ways to get those touch points in. Got it. That kind of answers what a question I was going to ask, which is like, do stories matter? Because I know that for a lot of my audience, they're like, okay, like, you know, if I'm just teaching and serving in my feed, why does anyone care to also watch my story? So those kind of touch points, where do you think the, the biggest benefit of using stories is? Because from my knowledge, like you might not grow your following that much from your stories, but then why should we be using stories? You don't grow your following per se, but you grow your existing following deeper meaning you'll make deeper connections with the people who are on your feed because they get to see the ins and outs of the day of, you know, how you go about, you know, running your life or your business through IG, right? Mm -hmm. So it might be a quick little note, a caption here, you shout out somebody else, but that sort of builds that, you know, those roots deeper with your existing audience. And that's super important. Oh, that's so awesome here. You and I are hundred (laughs) percent on the same page. I'm in agreement with that. How many hours per day do you personally spend on Instagram? And do you think that's a normal number? Do you think people should be spending that much themselves? So I am going to give you a two-phased answer. In the beginning, (laughs) I was probably up around four to five hours a day. And it's not so much, you know, constantly posting or engaging. A lot of it's research. Mm -hmm. So I will log into the website on my desktop and do a ton of research there of, you know, who are the people in my niche? What are they doing? How are they doing it? You know, what's their cadence? How often are they posting? But then I would spend probably two hours of engagement. 
and going out and commenting on all these people. And one of the rules that I like to set for engagement is if it takes you an hour to put out content, double that for your engagement. So if you're doing one hour of content, do two hours of engagement. And if you could put out a post in 15 minutes, then you should easily be able to do 30 minutes of, of engagement. Mm -hmm. I love that. Do you think that the engagement and the community building is something that a lot of people are lacking or is that kind of something that is like an add on? Yeah, no, I see people do it and there's a way to do it, but you have to come across authentic. Too many people just treat the comments as like, oh, I'm just going to go leave an emoji or a heart. But what you really have to do is ask relevant questions and, you know, connect with these people. Because ideally, when you're leaving these comments in the community, these are people who are where you want to be in a year or two, right? Mm -hmm. Say you're starting out, you have a thousand followers and there's somebody who has 50, 50,000 followers. You want to go and connect with them and learn their and like contribute to their community and provide value because that's how you're going to get on their radar. And not to get too far off the subject, but that's part of like Russell Brunson's Dream 100. It's you find the people in your niche who are doing it really well and you sort of attach yourselves to their community to grow, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do hashtags matter? Do they still matter? I know that at one time, like they were super important. Now, are they still important or what do you think? I think they're super important because the only way to find and search content on Instagram is through hashtags, right? People can put them in their bio, they can put them in their post, but the only way to show up if somebody's searching like the marketing hashtag is by using hashtags in your post or your bio. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that totally makes sense. What about like the different kinds of posts in the feed? Because now they release reels, so we could do static pictures, videos, carousels, reels, IGTV, like there's so much that could go in the feed. So what are your thoughts around like, is there one kind of content that we should be sticking with? You know, are carousels working really well? IGTV, what do you think? So I think you have to find out and do research in your niche of what is working. So I know a lot of people who I've been talking to, you know, in teaching and they try a carousel because it got me tremendous growth and other people growth and it doesn't work on their platform. And the reason is because their audience isn't used to it. So if you go too different from what your audience is expecting, it's going to look awkward. Take Gary Vee, for example. So he does all those 60 second video quotes, right? With the, you know, the top headline, the bottom headline mm -hmm. and him talking in the middle. If you put out similar content in that similar space, you're going to get a lot of, you know, similar people to follow you. So it's all about matching what the industry and the niche is expecting. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that totally makes sense. So we released an episode on build your tribe in the middle of August about like shadow banning. And I kind of shared my story about how I was shadow banned. And for a long time, I was like, that's not a thing. Instagram says they don't do it. But then I experienced it myself. And I was like, wow, okay, it's real. We need to talk about this. And then you and I talked about how you had actually experienced something similar like a year or so ago. So can you tell us a little bit about what happened, like kind of your story? And then how did you dig yourself out of the hole? Sure. So when I first started, I got to from like a thousand followers to 8,000 in a month and a half. I was all excited you know, ready to go. When all of a sudden I got hit with a bunch of errors, you know, posts were being deleted. I didn't know why. And I ended up being shadow banned. And it's because I used a particular graphic and whatever algorithm change happened, they flagged that as a hateful or harmful photo. And I didn't know it. And I had it in a bunch of my other photos. So it ended up blocking me and shadow banning me. And I logged out of my account for about a month and didn't post for all of you know, half of July, all of August and picked it up again in September. And at that point I gained maybe 400 followers over the next two months. Wow. So it was very tough to sort of, and humbling to sit there and, and know that your audience can be ripped away like that. So the shadow ban is real, but to recover from it, I logged out of all accounts. 
I actually got a new phone because I, it tracks your IP address, all this crazy stuff, because it wants to make sure that you're not a bot, right? Yeah. So, you know, getting out of your account for a few months or two months, letting it cool down, and then you can finally have the, the chance to start to rebuild your reputation. And you have to do it authentically and carefully. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. I know you talked about carousels earlier, and I know that they were a big key part of your success on Instagram. And I think the reason that carousels work for a lot of people is like, it's just more time on platform for their audience, right? Your carousels, they crush, they're killer. And I know you put out a lot of tips on your Instagram, but I know that you also have an offering for us. Can you tell us more about your, your carousel secrets ebook? Absolutely. So I put out a carousel secrets ebook and it comes with, you know, 90 plus pages of information on how to create carousels, you know, what goes in them, what cadence should you do, how to do your research and how to lay out the formats of carousels to make them really effective. So it's 90 pages, comes with a template that you could use for Adobe XD to create them. You can see how I created mine and sort of reverse engineer that, but it, it helps you build out carousels and get you to a point where you're now educating through carousels and it's a really effective format. That's very cool. And we will definitely put the link to that down in the show notes below this episode. So I would highly recommend that. I know that going back to what we were talking about with shadow banning, like it's scary feeling like you've built this audience and they can just be ripped away because of a change in the algorithm or whatever. Instagram just decides that, you know, they don't like you for a couple months. It's really scary to lose all that hard work that you've put in. So I think a big part of that and something we talk about on Build Your Tribe is, you know, growing your email list, growing your subscriber list so that you have those things off of the Instagram platform. So at what point then do you think in someone's Instagram journey, would you recommend that people start, you know, growing their email list or trying to sell? Because I know that earlier you said a big mistake is trying to sell too early. So yep. at what point does that come in? So I would say after you've been in the community for a little bit and people start you know, liking your stuff, knowing your stuff, they see your name around a lot. It's usually four to five weeks in. If you're consistent with it, it's absolutely okay to drop a link in bio or add a freebie download and just collect email addresses at that point. Because it's really about the value exchange. And if people know that you're there, you're committed to providing value, and then you have this other thing that you know, provides even more value, all the better. But one of the things that I see people making a mistake, they start their account and they just go, you know, hitting everybody up in DM saying, hey, buy my stuff. That will never work. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I totally agree. Okay. One last question for you. This is something I'm always trying to think about, and I'm sure you are too. You might not have an exact answer <laughs> for me, but where's Instagram headed? Like, I know they could drop a new feature tomorrow and we would have no clue, but where do you think that the platform is trending towards or trending away from, or where is it headed? World domination. No, I, th <laughs> I think... You're seeing it more and more, especially with Facebook, right? They have their tentacles into Instagram big time. And one of the features that they just released was integration with Messenger. So I think as this moves forward in the next year and a half, you're going to see a lot more collaboration between Facebook and Instagram to try to unify the platform. And that's really where I see it going because they need to boost Facebook back up in Facebook's opinion, right? Everybody loves the tool as it is, but they keep adding features and features and features. Yeah. So you know, they're at a point where whatever competitor comes along, they end up just stealing their best features and putting them in Instagram. So <laughs> I would just look for more unification between, you know, Facebook, perhaps it's rooms or groups, or they pull something from Zoom and start doing like Zoom parties, right? Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. 
Very interesting. Cool. Well, I love it. Stephen, thank you so much for sharing so much knowledge with our audience today. Where can we best get connected with you? Where should we be following you? I'm sure it's Instagram, but where, where can we find you? Yep. So all socials, it's at the Stephen Miller, and you can actually get the Carousel Secrets at stephenmiller.com slash Carousel Secrets. Awesome. So. We'll put links to that down below. Stephen, thank you so much for being here today. Really appreciate it. Awesome. Appreciate it, Brock. Well, I hope you enjoyed this episode. I want to share something with you before you go. And that is my free guide to understanding the newest features and algorithm updates on Instagram. Instagram is like, it's kind of the place to be. I don't know if you love Facebook. If you do, that's cool. But if you've already made that migration or you know you need to, you need this guide. If you're on Instagram and suddenly things have turned to crickets, let myself and my team fill you in on how to use the newest features and how to take advantage of the latest algorithm updates. We produce a new guide every three months based on case studies, our research, and the intel of my amazing social media team here at Team Johnson. We want to share this report for you. I've created it because who's got time to figure all this stuff out? And some of it's like kind of complicated and you don't have time and I want to save you time. Why not amplify your reach by making life a little easier and understanding how to do that? It's a game. We figured out the answers and we'd like to share them with you. To get your hands on that free report, just go to shaleen.com forward slash IG hacks. Again, that's shaleen.com forward slash IG as an in Instagram, IG hacks, H-A-C-K-S. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.